Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It is Aquaba, like we see here in Ghana. So, the Ivorians are welcoming the rest of Africa into their country. Five big cities in La Côte d'Ivoire. Six stadia are hosting the African Cup of Nations this time. It's an Egyptian contingent that are going to be in the middle of the pack to make sure that everything goes according to plan for this game, the opener of the AFCON 2023. Mind you, Ivory Coast will elude the AFCON trophy between 2006, 2008, 2010 when they had a star-started team. But it was in 2015, at the twilight of the careers of Didier Drogba, Yaya Toure, that they were able to win the African Cup of Nations. They will go at it again. This time, it's a star-started team. There's Sebastian Halle. There is everybody in Dika, Osman, Sangarif, Kese, all the players that are making the big name up in Europe are in there for the Ivorian side. But this is largely balanced for Jeremy Boga, um, Seko Fofana, and every other team I can already see the two midfield stalwarts in there for the Ivorians, Frank Yannick Kessier, Seko Fofana, and Ibrahima Sangare. Top, 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 big, bulky uh, midfielders that are going to be in there. The Guinea-Bissau team will hope to cause an upset. We'll go in for um, the, the national anthem of both teams, and then we'll start with our live commentary from my partners in the BBC. All the, all the Ivorian first. The competition, football competition that will take place in my country, Africa's, will be great. So all the road, hospital, all the means are so ready to play in the peace. So we are waiting for all the African people who are selected for this competition to play in the peace, to play in the joy because uh, the football without joy is just nothing. And we pray that everyone will be so happy for this competition. Yeah, that's the view of the fans on the streets of Abidjan ahead of the start of AFCON 2023. We're thrilled to have Dean Furman, former Bafana Bafana captain, with us for our commentaries here on the BBC World Service. Dean, we heard what this match and what this tournament means to the home fans. How important is it for the hosts to get off to a good start tonight? It's incredibly important for them to get off to a, a fast start. I've played in NAFCON as the host nation. I know the pressure that these players will be under, the expectancy of, a, of being the host nation. These fans will not accept anything uh, but an impressive performance and a win tonight. It, going back to when I was playing uh, in South Africa, we drew our first game and you just felt the pressure, the scrutiny. It just uh, went tenfold so for Ivory Coast tonight they'll be expecting nothing less than a win and a big performance to set their tournament off in style now let's get the bad news out of the way Dean uh, your commentator tonight John Bennett has tipped South Africa <laughs> as his dark horse and we know that John's uh, predictions are not always great they don't always go to plan <laughs> but in I've got no defense on that this <laughs> but in all seriousness um do you think that this tournament could bring out some surprises? I mean, thanks, John. Um, <laughs> it's it, Dark Horse is a nice place to be. South Africa can go a little bit under the radar. There's not that much expected of them. They're an incredibly tough group. However, they can upset teams on the day if they get it right. Um, if you're looking back at the 2021 tournaments, there were upsets all over. Um, it was a really, really exciting tournament. And I think what we've seen in Africa on the continent in recent years and recent tournaments is that the so-called lesser nations, smaller nations are really just going out there not giving too much respect to the so-called bigger nations and especially in tournament football anything can happen so i'm hoping for more upsets and uh, i really hope that john's prediction <laughs> is uh is gonna i've got to be right once haven't i <laughs> well you know i i i'm the david cameron of this group because i keep picking different teams all the time so, <laughs> so um you know because it is one of those tournaments i think where 
we have a handful of teams who could go out and win. We have a few favourites this time, don't we? In Ivory Coast as hosts, Senegal, Nigeria, many people are tipping as well. Egypt with Mohamed Salah. Uh, let's focus on tonight, though. Guinea-Bissau have never won a match at a Nations Cup, Dean, have they? So you would expect this to be quite a nice early run out for the hosts. You would expect, but we all know with tournament football not to expect or expect the unexpected. Guinea-Bissau, a victory would mean absolutely everything for the nation. They're not newcomers to the AFCON. They've been here before. Unfortunately, the, the best they've done is pick up a point despite coming really close uh, to getting that maiden victory last time round. And for them tonight, absolutely no pressure. Huge crowd, big turnout, all the pressure on Ivory Coast. They can go out there, enjoy themselves and try cause one of those huge historic upsets. And John, you read out the team news for us. No Sebastian Allaire, of course, today he's injured. Um, will Ivory Coast struggle for goals and that firepower? That potentially could be their weakness. I really like the defence. I mean, when you're leaving a Premier League defender out in Willy Bolly, you know that you've got a very strong back line and the midfield, I think, is up there with Sangare, Kessie and Fafana as one of the best midfield threes, I think, of, of the whole tournament. But even without Sebastian Allaire, who does blow hot and cold, to be honest, in his whole career, he has brilliant spells, but then there'll be spells when he doesn't score many goals. Even without him, I do think they have a lot of flair in attack. Uh, a, a lot of pace in the wide areas. I think they can be very strong. Bamba, Bogger and, and Crasso, they're going to be very difficult to stop today. And then you have the likes of Nicola Pepe who can come on in, in, this, in the second half when there are some tired Guinea-Bissau legs. I, yeah, I think Ivory Coast, it, it should be comfortable for them. You think of a, a few days ago in their last warm-up match, Guinea-Bissau were beaten 6-2 by Mali, whereas Ivory Coast... Uh, they had a big win, 5-1 against Sierra Leone. So they go into this with confidence, with form. They won five of their eight matches in 2023. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't fairly comfortable by the end. It might be difficult in the early stages, but by the end, I think it should be fairly comfortable for Ivory Coast. Well, the players are getting ready to walk out. This, of course, such a big night for Ivory Coast. And the man responsible for delivery of a great tournament is Idris Diallo. He's president of the Ivorian Football Federation. And he's hoping that the hosts can get off to a flying start tonight. As a team, (laughs) we are working hard. And as a team, I think that we'll be ready for the opening game. And yes, it's important to win the opening game because that can give us more confidence. So we have a lot of respect for Guinea-Bissau, which is a very good team. But we don't have any option. We have to win to make everybody happy in this country and to give a very nice opening ceremony with this victory. And we hope that we will win, inshallah, as I say. What a night for Idris Jalo, president of the Ivorian Football Federation. What a night for African football lovers across the globe. The players are indeed about to walk out onto the pitch at the Alassane Ouattara Stadium for the opening match of the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations in Abidjan. So let's join our commentary team, former South Africa captain Dean Furman and first, the BBC's John Bennett. Thank you very much, Nishat. Yes, Ivory Coast, long wait to host the Africa Cup of Nations is over at last. They've waited since 1984. That was the last time when they held African football's showpiece event. Then it was due for 2021, delayed to 2023. Now, finally, we are here in 2024, a country obsessed with football, but can their team deliver under intense pressure? The teams are heading out into the arena Guinea-Bissau, all in green. Ivory Coast, the elephants, of course, in their famous orange kit, which has brought so many good times down the years. That win in 2015 when the golden generation finally delivered. There was no Drogba that time around. But Yaya Toure, one of their stars, one of the Galacticos in that Ivory Coast generation, was able to lift the trophy as as the captain of the side. We're going to have the national anthems very shortly. And this will be something special. 60,000 people there in the Alassane Ouattara Stadium. And the noise will be sensational. Here's Guinea-Bissau's national anthem up first on the BBC World Service. Minutes away from the opening match of the Africa Cup of Nations. 
There are pockets of Guinea-Bissau fans in the red, the green and the yellow of their flag in the scarves, in the hats, wearing the colours. But this will be special. Ivory Coast and their national anthem at their home, Africa Cup of Nations. Listen to this. This will be something special. have been emotional for the players Frank Kessie the, the skipper just giving the fans a round of applause the players now will shake hands and get ready for the big kickoff Ivory Coast against Guinea-Bissau the opening game of the Africa Cup of Nations it will be live on the BBC World Service with me John Bennett and alongside me Dean Furman the uh, former South Africa captain Dean you mentioned that you played at a home Cup of Nations played in South Africa for South Africa did that bring back good memories the national anthem that must be something special singing that on the opening day in front of the fans it really does John just watching the scenes here in Ivory Coast as a player when you're standing in front of that and you know there's 60,000 plus fans who are behind you it's a really powerful feeling and that national anthem it just spurs you on it gives you that extra little bit and I always felt as, as a national team player it was always something a little bit extra special when I pulled on that national team jersey and when you've got that home support with you it feels like you're running on water it feels like you're, you're, so, you're a lot freer if you can remove the, the added pressure just that boost that a home nation and a home crowd gives you can make a huge difference let's see what impact it has on the Ivory Coast team as they take the pre-match photos uh, now let's go through the teams as well uh, just before kick-off so in goal for Ivory Coast it's for Fana, the back four Conan and Dika, Diamande and Singo, midfielder Fafana, Kessi and Sangare in attack, Crasso, Boga and Bamba. So some big, big names on the bench like Seri, like Bolly, like Aurier, like Max Gradel, who is playing in his seventh Africa Cup of Nations. He is so, so experienced. I wonder if we'll see him in the second half. For Guinea-Bissau, also 4-3-3. In goal is Jocko, who plays in the, the second tier in Belgium. The back four of Kande, Sangante, Jallo and Encada. Midfield of Semedo, Kasama and Bikel. Up front, Carlos Mane. We've got a couple of Manes at this tournament. Mama Balde and Mauro Rodriguez. They have never been out of the group stage. They have never won a game at the Africa Cup of Nations. They do get draws. This is their fourth successive Cup of Nations. A draw in each of their previous three tournaments, but uh, yet to win an Africa Cup of Nations game. How do you think they'll be feeling, Dean, ahead of, ahead of this game? You, you mentioned the, the pressure's off them, really. Absolutely. Guinea-Bissau, once again, fourth time qualifying in a row. That is better than some of the so-called powerhouses in African football. So that's huge credit to them for qualifying in the first place. But they're really going to want to make a mark on this tournament going into a game of this enormity for these players you can really just release the shackles pressures off all the pressure is on ivory coast to really control the game for guinea bissau the task is there can they cause a major major upset who knows but an exciting game ahead yeah their giant captain alpha Semedo is uh going around every single player shaking hands with them giving them a hug he plays in Saudi Arabia we are underway the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations finally underway and it's Guinea-Bissau who will build from the back with Jallo their, their centre-back getting an early touch 
knocking it down the right hand side and straight away Ivory Coast win back possession as you can hear from the cheers of the crowd they will want to make a good start here and they're pressing early on to try to stop Guinea-Bissau coming forward on this right hand side it's knocked out for a, for a throw in Ivory Coast launch it forward in fact it's going to stay in play and it's bouncing around in the midfield over on the left hand side a bit of early possession for Guinea-Bissau on the right hand side Tomato trying to get on the ball but it's one back by Fafana and now Conan the left back for Ivory Coast can calm things down at the back finds Diamande and uh, Singo now will get a touch on the right hand side slightly surprising that Serge Aurier isn't the first choice right back anymore for Ivory Coast but uh, Singo has been given the nod over the last few games and he gets the nod in this opening game of the Cup of Nations Fafana getting a touch just outside the centre circle he is such a key player for Ivory Coast was so impressive at last last season as they got into the Champions League then he got a, a big money move to Saudi Arabia and he will be the, the player who makes Ivory Coast tick it is nil-nil and uh, Ivory Coast just uh, patiently building building uh, forward Dean to try and create the first chance of this Cup of Nations I think but what we're seeing in these early exchanges is how the game is going to pan out Ivory Coast are going to have plenty of possession uh, possession Guinea-Bissau are going to sit back sit behind the ball hope for maybe a breakaway but Ivory Coast are going to take full control of this game and be dominant throughout I believe Singo now finds Fafana who is everywhere in midfield he's the player who always wants the ball from the the back four here he is again just turning and trying to get some help from uh, one of his fellow midfielders he goes back to Ndiku who's been really impressive for Roma this season under Jose Mourinho now a chance for Conan on the left hand side to try and attack the right back but in the end it was a decent challenge by Rodriguez who was back there to help out his defence the ball is in the centre though now perhaps an early chance for Ivory Coast it's cleared away for a corner that was a bit of panic at the back there I thought from Encada who had time to clear the ball away and he chose to knock it out for a corner yeah you can see that Guinea-Bissau they're a little bit unsettled to begin with even the first few seconds of the game bit of a rash clearance and there's another rash clearance giving away a needless corner they really need to settle into the game Ivory Coast aren't going to allow them to do that and looking to take advantage yeah the big players are forward here as it's knocked into the box almost a chance for Diamande but it is cleared away for Guinea-Bissau for Farner though he mops things up and we're about halfway inside the Guinea-Bissau half for Fano it's so impressive you can see how good he is in the early stages knocks in a cross not the best cross but it might be a chance at the back post for Ivory Coast to recycle the ball and get it back into the area in fact it goes out for a throw in Bogger couldn't get there and Guinea-Bissau will have a chance to, to get it forward on the right hand side the uh, Africa Cup of Nations getting underway then three minutes into this tournament fantastic atmosphere at the Alassane Ouattara Stadium in Guinea-Bissau at the moment looking a bit nervy again they give the ball away it's a chance in the penalty area for Fofana to have a strike and it's in what a start for Ivory Coast it's the first goal of this Cup of Nations and it's Seko Fofana the star player in midfield for the Ivorians he's found the back of the net just three minutes on the clock it's Ivory Coast 1, Guinea-Bissau 0. What a start, Dean, for Ivory Coast. Unbelievable. The atmosphere has just erupted. And it's... Few, or more than few, Africa Cup of Nations. Chance now for Ivory Coast on the left-hand side to, to get the ball forward. And Carter, though, wins it back with his bleached blonde hair and knocks it back to the goalkeeper, Jocko slow pace to this game at the moment but Ivory Coast have that 1-0 uh, lead Dean next to me knows all about playing for a host nation yeah I think it's the last eight tournaments none of the nine hosts have won it's so difficult isn't it in front of your home crowd to win it we saw two years ago um, Cameroon get into the semi-finals and they nearly got over the line but it's very difficult the pressure can get to you it's a double-edged sword on the one hand there's nothing better than playing in front of your own fans on the other hand the added scrutiny the added pressure the media will be all over you every single day whereas when you play in a in a tournament away from home you can kind of shy away from it a little bit and you take yourself out of the spotlight but being that host nation you will be hounded 24 7 <laughs> but 
you start like this the country gets behind you everyone's lifted and it can make a massive difference i go back to uh for fun of a fun in 1996 with that home support and yeah, uh, it was uh, an incredible victory so it can be done there's plenty who've used that home support to their advantage and ivory coast will be looking to do exactly the same not missing anything by the way Carlos Mane was down injured play getting back underway now and Boga has it on the left hand side he's got Crasso in the middle trying to find a cross but he loses the ball now Guinea-Bissau will try and play the ball out they're playing out from the back and it's getting them into a bit of bother here but Fofana couldn't win the ball back and now Carlos Mane will try and bring it forward on the halfway line and he's picked out a lovely pass to Rodriguez on the right hand side can he get a cross in he can towards Mama Balde but it's cleared away by Andika the Roma defender now Guinea-Bissau have the ball about 30 yards out but Carlos Mane is dispossessed and this is where Kessie now can maybe break with Ivory Coast on the halfway line plays it to Fofana but they just calm it down Ivory Coast they, they, they didn't really take advantage of that counter-attack they're leading by one goal to nil they can afford to take their time in this game and it's Borga now on the right hand side they seem to be interchanging the, the front three Dean Bamba sometimes is popping up on the left hand side sometimes on the right Crasso seems to be in the middle but then he goes out wide it must be very difficult for, for the Guinea-Bissau defenders to keep track of that front three yeah it's Ivory Coast team they look really well drilled they look like they played together for a while and they're expressing themselves out there and it's exactly what you want you don't want the opposite where you go a bit stiff and you, you don't really express yourself you don't want the ball this Ivory Coast team have been allowed to take control of this game their movement's good and if anything it's going to allow them just to build that confidence for the, for probably tougher games going forward yeah, they look well coached under Jean-Louis Gasset. We'll tell you about him in a moment as Bamba goes down under a challenge from uh, Guinea-Bissau players. The referee given a free kick there. He hasn't. It's knocked over to Crasso. Crasso on the volley. It was a difficult one. It was over his shoulder. The whistle now has gone. I think he was offside, Jean-Philippe Crasso, as the ball was knocked over the top. The play seemed to stop there. There was a player down. It was almost as if... Um, a free kick had been given, but no, there was no whistle. It was knocked over the top to Crasso. He put his volley over, but he was just offside, pretty close, actually. Marginal for Crasso there. His run along the line and in very nearly got him in, but it just shows you Guinea-Bissau sitting off the Avorians, and they've got so much quality, and if you sit off good players, they will pick you off, and inches away from getting that one right. So now it's uh, not for by Sangare towards... Fofano, who plays in midfield, but sometimes he pops up. He's almost like a number nine. He goes so far forward. They almost turn into a front four when Fofano goes forward. Guinea-Bissau now have won it back in midfield with Bikel. Bikel knocking out to the right-hand side and Encarda. Encarda now finding Bikel again. They need to just find a good spell in this game, Guinea-Bissau. They have looked a little bit dangerous going forward. They had that opportunity with Mama Balde with the overhead kick, but struggling to get into Ivory Coast half with 16 minutes to go it's been fairly comfortable but Ivory Coast will want that second goal and Carter again on the right hand side finds Rodriguez who's impressed me relatively speaking in the early stages here he's got back and defended well and he looks tidy as well over on the right hand side now a chance for Samedo to get forward the big captain for, for Guinea-Bissau this is a decent spell of possession Samedo again swings it in towards Balde but it's over Balde's head it's into the arms of Fofana it's 1-0 to Ivory Coast better from Guinea-Bissau just putting their foot on the ball getting a few passes in they are breaking forward but they're not really committing numbers forward at this stage so once they do get into good positions there's not too many in the box for, for the Guinea-Bissau team to pick out but a bit more promising from them and a good little spell of possession Wilfred Singo now has it again the right back for Ivory Coast I mentioned the coach Jean-Louis Gasset very experienced, 70 years old, he's from France, he's managed Montpellier, Saint-Étienne, Bordeaux, he's on the Paris Saint-Germain coaching staff as well, he's shaken up this team in the last 18 months and on this evidence it seems to have worked, this is a very very promising start, very early stages of course and not the best opposition, a team that has never been out of the group stage of the Cup of Nations but still Ivory Coast looking very comfortable in these early stages, Singo now finding Jeremy Bogger who's outside the penalty area he goes on a run now down the right hand side he's in the box gets in a cross it is cleared away and I think it's gone out for a corner well Ivory Coast wants a corner it was played towards Crasso but the referee there has uh, given a goal kick 
for all their possession, for all that it's been comfortable, apart from the goal for Seco Fofana, they haven't had many chances, have they, Ivory Coast? There's that header over. Not too many chances. They would have probably liked a couple more sightings at goal, but it just shows the quality that they've got there. Boga driving through the defence, very nearly picking out Crasso and as this game goes on, Guinea-Bissau's legs tire a bit more. We're going to see more and more openings, especially if Guinea-Bissau's tactics change and they commit a few more bodies forward. You fully expect Ivor uh, the Ivorians to take full advantage of that. Yeah, Jeremy Bogger, former Chelsea player. You at Chelsea's academy, weren't you, Dean? Is that right? I was, rolling back the years. That is, <laughs> that is where I grew up. The Chelsea education, like Jeremy Bogger, is Guinea-Bissau on the right-hand side. Rodriguez knocking into the midfield and Bikel. This is better from Guinea-Bissau, but can they create an opening? Can they now? Knocking it to the number 10, Carlos Mane, who's uh, had a couple of nice touches in the last five minutes. It goes all the way back to the halfway line. Guinea-Bissau trying to build from the back and Sangante. Rodriguez now turning. I think if, if they are going to get back into this game, Malrod Rodriguez, I think, is the player. He plays in Switzerland, born in Madeira. He's a winger. Some decent wingers come out of Madeira. Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, homeland Madeira. But yeah, he's looked pretty decent over there on the right-hand side. Again, though, Guinea-Bissau forced back. This is a decent passage of play, though. They're over the halfway line now. And Semedo knocks it forward, but the flag is up. That was good defending from Ivory Coast. They pushed up just at the right time. The, the flag is up, free kick for Ivory Coast. Really sloppy from Kande there. He's looking right along the line second doors he might even yeah, be on yeah he's a bit unlucky there he was on wasn't he put his flag up early there the, ref, the assistant a little bit unlucky but again Guinea-Bissau just showing that if they do put their foot on the ball they can find openings in this Ivory Coast back line and that is going to give them confidence they have to remain in this game they have to keep the scoreline as it is for as long as possible and then we'll really see what Ivory Coast are like dealing with pressure it's 1-0 to Ivory Coast on the BBC World Service. You're listening to coverage of the Africa Cup of Nations. It's the opening game. Ivory Coast against Guinea-Bissau. It's going to be a brilliant Sunday as well. We'll have coverage on the BBC World Service. Uh, Sunday Sports World will be the place to be for all the AFCON news. Nigeria against Equatorial Guinea. Egypt against Mozambique. Ghana against Cap Verde. Uh, yeah, it's a sensational Sunday. Some of the, uh, the giants... Getting into the act on Monday, you've got Senegal playing, Cameroon have their first game, Algeria have their first game as well. It's uh, going to be a sensational first week and we will have a podcast as well on the BBC World Service. World Football at AFCON will keep you across all the action. But as we speak, Ivory Coast have a chance now to whip the ball in from a free kick. Headed away, but only towards the back post. Then Carter then gets it away for Guinea-Bissau, all the way to halfway inside the Ivory Coast half. But then there's a clash of heads. Bamba went up for a header, and he stayed down, Bamba. And there are a few worried players. There's a Guinea-Bissau player who went down as well after challenging Bamba. And a, a bit of concern here. Both players are moving, but the physios run on straight away. It's always worrying when there are head injuries. Let's hope these two are okay. It looked a nasty one. On second thoughts, it wasn't a clash of heads. They've just collided. Oof. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. But it's always tough when you can't see the player come behind you. You're not expecting to, the contact, so you don't brace yourself correctly. And then the contact comes. It can always be a painful one, but I think going to be okay. Yeah, it was uh, Moreto Kasama and... Uh Bamba who clashed. We're just seeing pictures around the stadium. Gianni Infantino is here, the, the FIFA president. We've seen some legends in the crowd as well. The likes of JJ Kocha. And they're showing replays in the stadium of the only goal in this game so far. Seco Fafana with the right foot shot. Beautiful finish. Passes it into the back of the net. After only three or four minutes of the game. Sensational start for Ivory Coast and since then it's been pretty comfortable. Not too many chances for either side, but Guinea-Bissau struggling to get over the halfway line. The two players still getting treatment. I think they're going to be okay. Of course, you have to be really cautious with these head injuries, uh, but I think both, both players are going to be okay. Kasama and uh, Jonathan Bamba. Very good player, Jonathan Bamba. Plays for Celta Vigo. Former Lille player, had a, had a really good spell at Lille. Big stoppage here, though. As, uh, we wonder what the 
referee's going to do here. I think he's he's told Ivory Coast to just give the possession back to Guinea-Bissau. Yeah, it's going to go all the way back to the goalkeeper. And uh, Jocko will knock it forward. French-born goalkeeper for Guinea-Bissau will knock it forward to Jefferson Encada, who plays in the Egypt Premier League. It's really interesting when you look at all the clubs where the players play for. It really is the United Nations of clubs. You get players playing in all sorts of different countries, different continents. A few players in this uh, in this game playing in the Saudi Pro League as well. That would have changed from the last Cup of Nations with the influence of the Saudi Pro League over the last year or so. Long ball knocked over the top, looking for Mama Balde. But uh, yeah, it was too long. It was uh, all the way back to the Ivory Coast goalkeeper for Farner. And that shows they're running out of ideas really at the moment, Guinea-Bissau. That was just a, a hopeful long pass. A little bit too straight from Guinea-Bissau for Farner. No problems at all picking that up. They actually look a lot better when they have a controlled, sustained period of possession. They then advance the ball forward, and when they start committing bodies forward, they can cause Ivory Coast a few problems, but long hopeful balls is not going to help them. Now, they've got the ball in midfield. Again, it's not forward towards Mama Balde, who's their target man, but he's really frustrated there as the ball just rolls past him. The Lyon player made his debut just before the 2019 Cup of Nations, which... Uh, Dean Furman alongside me remembers very well we might get into that later amazing tournament for South Africa but it's Ivory Coast now with the ball in the back line Diamande knocking it out to, to Kessie who's gone to the right back position I love the way they're interchanging their positions in this game Ivory Coast in the midfielder they're popping up at right back Seiko Fofana is almost playing like a number 10 at the moment he's just behind Crasso who's playing as the number 9 but he's popped up on the left popped up on the right now it's not long towards Bogger, who was on the left-hand side. Now he's on the right-hand side, twisting and turning. And he's won a throw-in, level with the edge of the Guinea-Bissau penalty area. So Singo has this throw, plays it in towards the penalty area. Almost a chance for Sangare, though, who'd made a really good run. And Singo wins the header. It's uh, Singo now on the right-hand side. It's an opportunity now for Sangare to get into the box. Picks out Singo. Singo now will try and get across him, but his touch is poor. It's gone out for a goal kick. And uh, you can hear the Ivorian fans a bit frustrated there, but I hope you can hear in the background a great atmosphere at the stadium, Alassane Ouattara Stadium. One of the uh, cities, Abidjan, hosting this tournament. Four new stadiums built, five cities hosting the, uh, the games. One billion dollars has been invested by the government to host this event and uh, they were saying that they were 99% ready back in July so they expect everything to go smoothly we'll see over the next few weeks as this tournament progresses 26 minutes gone in the opening game Ivory Coast 1-0 up against Guinea-Bissau the Ivorians at the moment pretty comfortable in this game but they, they could do with a second goal just to make things really safe as Crasso now he started getting into the game in the last Five or ten minutes, he runs down the right-hand side, it's out for a throw in a good sliding challenge by the number four, Jallo for Guinea-Bissau. I think we've got to give a bit of credit to Guinea-Bissau after their really, really shaky start, letting in that early goal up against it with the big crowd and Ivory Coast really dictating the play. They have really stuck to task, they've kept the scoreline to 1-0, they have ventured forward from time to time but fair play to them they have kept it tight and made it really difficult for Ivory Coast to create any more openings yeah this is a Guinea-Bissau team that, that beat Nigeria in Nigeria in qualifying which of course is far from easy thing to do to win away from home anywhere in Africa is very hard but against one of the Giants against the Super Eagles very impressive Guinea-Bissau now have the ball on the left-hand side it's played forward towards Carlos Mano who turns well and again some tidy passing here as Mane is brought down and it will be a, a free kick on the halfway line for Guinea-Bissau it's tidy passing in their own half though they need to get it forward and start getting into the danger areas with the likes of Maro Rodriguez Mama Balde easier said than done though we talked about the strength of the, the Ivory Coast defence and at the moment they haven't really been tested that, the, the two centre-backs it's been pretty comfortable for the back four of Ivory Coast it seems that when Guinea-Bissau do have the ball it breaks down far too quickly they need to try and put a bit of sustained pressure a bit of sustained possession together 
that brings them into the game that allows them to get bodies forward and cause a few problems but so far it's been relatively comfortable for this back line yeah, break, breaking down again there with Carlos Mane just not able to control the ball it was as it was played to him and again it's just this calm passing at the back from Ivory Coast taking their time with Diamande and Ndika just switching play and Singo's one of, been one of the busier players with his socks rolled down to his ankles. That's a really poor pass though. Played it in towards the centre to Rodriguez. And now Guinea-Bissau have an opportunity on the break. Shot on goal. And it's a simple save from the goalkeeper. What an opportunity that was for Mama Balde after a really poor pass. Mama Balde almost threw on goal. He had a defender behind him and he plays it straight to the goalkeeper. Those are the moments right there that Guinea-Bissau are waiting for. That's why when you sit off, you're just waiting for that square pass, the sloppy touch, and you want to go and pounce, and it very, very nearly led to an equaliser for Guinea-Bissau. Yeah, and Ndika has been booked as well for that late challenge on Maro Rodriguez as the ball was played into the centre circle. Ndika knew that Ivory Coast were in trouble, slid in to try and get the ball, very late challenge, and an early yellow card as well in this tournament with half an hour gone Ivory Coast leading by one goal to nil against Guinea-Bissau live on the BBC World Service long stoppage here that was an awful challenge wasn't it by Ndika sliding in very very late on Rodriguez and then we're seeing a replay of the opportunity for Mama Valde just didn't get any purchase on the ball simple take from the goalkeeper but uh, yeah that will give Guinea-Bissau a bit of confidence just lets them know Ivory Coast that they are in a game they can't be sloppy in possession. That's the one thing the coach will be saying to them. You've got so much of the ball, concentrate. Make sure, don't take any unnecessary risks. And that just shows you, when you're a little bit sloppy, you're a little bit loose with your passes, it can lead to danger. Yeah, the long stoppage is because uh, of the, the injured Ivory, uh, the injured Guinea-Bissau player, who uh, will get a bit of treatment, Maro Rodriguez. He's still on the pitch though, so I think we're, we're able to get underway after this long stoppage. He looks in pain. He's had a really good start to this game. The number 14, Maro Rodriguez. So that will be bad news if uh, he picks up an injury. It's the late challenge from Ndika. Definitely deserve the yellow card. And uh, the referee's now got the ball in his hand. What's he going to do here with the restart? It's such a long stoppage here. Eventually, we're surely going to get going now. Yeah, we're going to get going with Ivory Coast having the ball. So um, he did play the advantage. That goal would have counted if Mama Balde had found the back of the net. But it was a simple save from the goalkeeper, Fafana. Now again, Ivory Coast will bring it forward. That just showed them, though, that they need a second goal in this game just to make things safe. Kessie now turning. The former Barcelona and AC Milan midfielder. So experienced. Still only 27, though. Kessie, what an opportunity captaining his nation at a home Cup of Nations Fafana now playing it back towards the number 13 Bogger cleared though on the right hand side by Guinea-Bissau and again it's forward towards Mama Balde who will have to work so hard up there on his own again he looks quite frustrated as the ball goes over his head but he has had a couple of opportunities had that, that cross which was whipped in had the overhead kick then he had the chance just a couple of minutes ago but he looks frustrated all up there on his own you got a feel for him he's incredibly isolated up there but he will get opportunities he's got to stay patient he needs support and he needs far better service than he's received so far but there have been a couple of opportunities for him which if they can get to half time with a scoreline of 1-0 that will be the message from the manager stay in the game make sure we get support up to Belde Ivory Coast might give you an opportunity through their slack possession or on the counter-attack and that will be the message going into the second half if they remain at this scoreline. Yeah, that was slack from Conan actually, ball forward towards Bogger, which was uh, which was poor, went out for a goal kick and now Guinea-Bissau have the ball on the halfway line. It's switched towards Jallo and now Kande on the left-hand side who uh, made a decent start to this game, he's been quite quiet in the last 10 minutes. Now a free kick for Guinea-Bissau just outside the centre circle. I wonder what they're like from set pieces. That could be an opportunity for them to get back into this game. We haven't really had a chance to see what it's like when the ball is played into the box. That was a poor challenge from Kessie. Hasn't been booked, but uh, yeah, he put his uh, studs down the, the back of the calf of uh, the number 16, Kasama, for Guinea-Bissau. They've taken this free kick quickly, and it's a shot from Semedo. The captain, it's gone well wide, left-footed. That was... Um, ambitious to say the least it was 
on the edge of the penalty area, right near the corner of the penalty area, left foot shot well wide. That shows you that they're, they're getting frustrated about not creating too many chances in this game. I think Semedo was seeing stars there. He was <laughs> seeing, seeing his name in the headlines. Speculative effort, never really troubling for fun in the Ivory Coast goal. But again, advancing with the ball, that will give them confidence. The fact that they're in the final third, that's given them a lot of confidence. And once again, sloppy possession from Ivory Coast under no real pressure giving the ball away it's these little things that for an, for an underdog will give you confidence will spur you on and there's a few more positive signs for Guinea-Bissau yeah for all their comfortable possession as Dean Furman has been saying alongside me on the BBC World Service every now and then some sloppy play from Ivory Coast which will give Guinea-Bissau some confidence but you can hear the crowd now cheering as Singo crosses the halfway line chance to counter-attack and now they have the ball on the right-hand side with Bamba, crosses it to the back post. Could be an opportunity now for Sangare in the middle, plays to Kessie, back to Fofana, hits the bar! Fofana, who scored the only goal in this game, hits the bar. Singo now trying to get a shot on goal. Eventually there's a shot which is deflected wide. Ivory Coast so close to a second goal in this game. Fofana can't believe that that didn't hit the back of the net. It was a similar position to his goal in this game, but this time it hit the bar and it's still Ivory Coast 1, Guinea-Bissau 0. Fantastic break from Ivory Coast. Falls to Fofana on the edge of the box and you're expecting it to hit the back of the net. It's another fantastic strike. Keeper might even oh, get a finger to a that. Save. It's a wonderful save. Yeah, the keeper's made a save. Brilliant save there. He didn't see it in real time, but he just got his fingertips to it. Brilliant save from Jocko there. Just enough to tip it onto the crossbar. Fantastic break from Ivory Coast. It looked like they'd got it all wrong, but they kept it alive. And the second phase pulled it back to Fafana on the edge of the box. Gets great contact on the ball, looking for that same top corner where his first goal went, but a fantastic save by Jocko. And it was a goal kick, it deflected, the last touch off an Ivory Coast player, goal kick is poor though, and Ivory Coast win possession back straight away. Now it's Bogger on the left-hand side, knocking it back to Conan, can he get a cross in the left-back? Finds Fofana, who's been the man of the match by absolute miles in this first 35 minutes here at the Alassane Ouattara Stadium. He's the scorer of the only goal, he's hit the bar as well, free kick now to Ivory Coast, taken quickly. And a chance now for, for Bogger again on the left-hand side. He's got Crasso in the middle. He's got Bamba at the far post as well. It's a decent run, but an even better challenge by Encardo. Got back to slide in. That was dangerous because it was in the penalty area, but he got the ball and Guinea-Bissau get the ball away. Good challenge by Encardo there. Encardo's one-on-one defending has been absolutely outstanding. They've looked to threaten down the Ivory Coast left-hand side. He's up against it, but one-on-one, he's come out on tops. Yeah, that was a really good challenge, that. Could have gone seriously wrong for him, but uh, Ivory Coast have the ball again through Fofana. I'm going to break the record for saying Fofana's name in this commentary every time. He's the player that Ivory Coast looked to to, to start, start things going. And, uh, yeah, he's making them tick at the moment. Kessie now on the left-hand side with Conan. Now a chance for Bogger. Back to Conan, left-hand side. This is really good football from Ivory Coast. It's crossed in, cleared away by Jallo. The centre-back for Guinea-Bissau, but uh, this is better from Ivory Coast. A bit of confidence after they hit the bar. I think you can see them really building in confidence as we get to half-time. They're 1-0 up. And it's a chance now for Ivory Coast. In the six-yard box, it was a shot from Crasso, which was deflected wide. And out of nowhere, suddenly picked up the ball in the penalty area, just outside the six-yard box. Tried a shot, and it was Sangante who got the final touch, and it's out for a corner. This is a really good spell for the Ivorians. Brilliant from Crasso. Fantastic movement just to free himself in the box. He chops back onto his right foot. Gets the shot away and it's a good block in the end, but warning signs again. Crossed in towards the six-yard area. That's well defended by Guinea-Bissau. They get the ball away. The whistle has gone because two players are down. It might be a clash of heads there at the front post. So uh, the physios will rush on the medical teams. Again, both players are moving. Hopefully this will be quite a quick stoppage but I think it's Ndika for Ivory Coast who is down and it's the captain for Guinea-Bissau Alpha Semedo who is down as well yeah just a, a clash of heads there it was Ndika who was running in and um, just as he tried to head the ball hit into Semedo let's hope they're both okay as they get some treatment so we have uh, 
Seven minutes to go of normal time until half time, and I think there'll be plenty of injury time. We've had a couple of stoppages. What's your assessment, Dean Furman, former South Africa captain of this game so far? Well, Ivory Coast, they've definitely got more quality. They're definitely more assured in possession. It's looking more than likely that they will be the ones who go on to get that next goal and most probably the victory. But for Guinea-Bissau, as long as they can keep this scoreline, as long as they can remain in this game, there will always be a chance. And we've seen a couple of instances on the break, on the counter-attack, they can be a threat. So Ivory Coast will have to guard against that. But certainly Ivory Coast looking the more promising. Yeah, long stoppage here. One of the players is on his feet. The... Uh Guinea-Bissau player Alpha Semedo I think he's okay there's a bit of ice being applied to the head of uh, Ndika that clash of heads at the, at the near post but Ivory Coast this will slow their momentum down because they just built some momentum there after the game had kind of quietened down after that opening goal for Seko Fofana to make it 1-0 to Ivory Coast then that good spell of play where Fofana hit the bar and this long stoppage I don't think will do them uh, many favours Semedo He's gone off the pitch temporarily. He's going to come back on, and Dika is going to come back on as well. So I think they're both okay. And play will resume with just over five minutes to go until the half-time break. Can they will get things started for Guinea-Bissau? Can they create a chance to get a shock equaliser in this game? Guinea-Bissau. Their coach, Bakiro Kande, a national hero, 56 years old. He won nine league titles uh, with Sporting Bissau, and then he's taking Guinea-Bissau to this historic run of qualifying for Africa Cup of Nations their fourth AFCON appearance 2017 they were there 2019 2021 their fourth in a row never won a game though they have three draws can they get a draw in this game it would be a fantastic result they've got a chance to attack now with Mane on the left hand side twisting and turning Carlos Mane gets the ball back to uh, Kasama the midfielder again he's trying to use his skill to get round Singo, but he loses the ball and now Ivory Coast can break. They've been a bit slow on these counter-attacks, Ivory Coast, but on this occasion it goes forward early to Bamba, who gets in across. Could be a chance now for Crasso, it's going to go just wide, but the whistle has gone, has it for a penalty. Ivory Coast appealing for a penalty. Let's see if it's given. What's the referee going to do here? As Crasso went down, I don't think he's given anything. Ivory Coast looked furious. They wanted a penalty here. But I don't think it's going to be given, Dean. I think it was more desperation, the appeals from the Ivory Coast players. It was as it was played to Crasso. He fell in the penalty area. Appeals that he was touched there by Jello, but I don't think Jello touched him. And uh, it's going to be a, a goal kick for Guinea-Bissau. It's a brilliant break from Ivory Coast. Just shows when they soak up some pressure. They win the ball back, they can go at incredible speed. They break down this right-hand side. The ball inside to Crasso, he just gets it all wrong. He looks to take a touch round the keeper. Little bit of pressure from behind, but not enough for a penalty. And that's a huge chance wasted. Yeah, I think it was more hope than expectation. It was Gasset, the manager, leading the uh, appeals for the penalty, and he was a long way away. Four minutes to go until half-time. Ivory Coast one, Guinea-Bissau nil. And it's Ivory Coast to have the ball on the left-hand side, just over the halfway line. Conan, the left-back, finding Bogger, who at the moment is the player on the uh, wide left position for Ivory Coast. Kessie now knocking it back towards Diamande, but he almost lost the ball there to Mama Balde. Again, it was slow in possession. We'll get Dean's thoughts on that in a moment if this attack breaks down for Ivory Coast because again, they were their own worst enemies, but a chance now for Bamba right-hand side for Ivory Coast. Gets in across, looking for Fofana, it's cleared away. Guinea-Bissau now looking to break, but again, they give the ball away. Kessie now for Ivory Coast. Chance now for Bamba on the right-hand side. Finds Singo the right-back, he's got Crasso in the middle, he's got Fofana in the middle as well. Boggers at the back post, but it's headed away by Encada. All the way back to the halfway line now. For Diamande, and again Ivory Coast will have the ball, but that was close, wasn't it? For, for Guinea-Bissau almost to have a breakaway. Once again, Ivory Coast just losing concentration. It's really, really poor, and they're, they're lucky to get away with it. Sometimes a game can be that easy that you almost take your eye off the ball. You're under no pressure. All of a sudden, you really invite that pressure. They've got away with it again, but they have to be careful keep concentration because Guinea-Bissau will pounce if they get invited while it's 1-0 Guinea-Bissau will feel they're still more than in this game the players switch towards 
Singo's impressed me at right back. Wilfred Singo, Monaco player, loses the ball though on that occasion. Decent challenge from Fali Kande. He plays also in France for Metz. We're seeing that chance again for Crasso, that penalty appeal. Yeah, there's, there's absolutely no touch as Crasso goes down. I think he knows he's miscontrolled the ball. And uh, yeah, we're just seeing it again as he puts out, he does put out his left boot, Jallo, the defender. But it doesn't seem to me that there was any contact. Now Rodriguez on the right-hand side for Guinea-Bissau. Mauro Rodriguez has looked dangerous. Forward towards Balde in the box. Really good challenge by Singo, who was back there to dispossess Balde. Went down in the penalty area. He stayed down as well. Then there's a late challenge by Kasama on an Ivory Coast player. And Kasama is booked. He can't believe he's been booked there, but it was a very late challenge. I think that was a decent opportunity there for Balde, just inside the penalty area. Balde, he just drips, uh, drifts off Indica. The pass through from Semedo is fantastic. He slides him through off the back of Indica. Uh, Singo's covering his, his position as a right back was textbook. Covers his centre back perfectly and just there in the nick of time. But again, all these little things, all these little moments for Guinea-Bissau, it's really something for them to build on. Just watching again, fantastic defending from Singo there to avert the danger. Yeah, for a second he thought he was through there. Singo, with a great challenge, got the ball. Balde went down dramatically, theatrically, but no free kick given. And in fact, the ball break away, broke away. It was an Ivory Coast free kick because it was an awful challenge by Kasama. So Ivory Coast won, Guinea-Bissau nil, heading towards... The end of normal time at the start of this first half on the BBC World Service. Coverage of the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations. Can Ivory Coast create a chance before half-time to really get a foothold at the start of this tournament? It's decent play by Kessie. Now it's Conan who's got some space on the left-hand side. He's got players in the centre, including Fafana, including Bogger, who's picked it up just outside the six-yard box. Has he won a corner? No, he hasn't. It's out for a goal kick. And we're just about to find out how much time will be added on in fact it's four minutes to be added on at the end of this first half I thought there'd be a bit more because we had a couple of stoppages but sometimes referees they hold some back for after the 90 minutes but we're going to have four minutes we're looking at pictures of the crowd around the stadium at the Alassane Watara Stadium and they look a bit nervy the Ivory Coast fans they're 1-0 up but they know that um, they probably should have taken advantage of this domination to to get another goal or two. Again, the whistle has gone. Again, there's a clash between two players who went up for a header. And again, there's going to be a stoppage. A couple of worried looks as Sangare is the player down for Ivory Coast, the Nottingham Forest midfielder, former PSV Eindhoven midfielder. He clashed with Mama Balde. And they uh, yeah, both, both um, went down, holding their heads. Just seeing it again. Yes, yeah, the elbow of Sangare, which goes into Balde's head. That, that, that uh, wasn't on purpose from Sangare, but that would have hurt. Just a little bit careless from Sangare. He's clearly going to win the header. He's now going to receive a yellow card because there was an elbow there. And it just invites a ball into your box in stoppage time in the first half. It was really unnecessary from him. He was up early, clearly winning the header. There was no need to leave an elbow there. And he's going to be on a yellow card for the second half. Yeah, another yellow card, so Ndika has been booked. Sangare now booked as well for Ivory Coast. And Kasama booked for Guinea-Bissau. And yeah, Dean is right. This is going to be a free kick and a chance for Guinea-Bissau to get the ball into the box. And as we were saying, we haven't really seen what they're like from set pieces. Serge Aurier is warming up on the uh, touchline for Ivory Coast. So experienced Serge Aurier. Made his debut in 2013. One of the members of the squad who was part of that 2015 Africa Cup of Nations win he's looking a bit nervous here as the ball will be knocked into the box surely Guinea-Bissau to just swing this in and try to test the goalkeeper Fofana who hasn't really been tested with any set pieces yet it's a free kick just to the right of the centre circle there's a very high line from the Ivory Coast defence who haven't really put a foot wrong in this game long ball awful awful delivery straight out for a goal kick we wanted to see them test different set pieces and uh, yeah Carlos Mane the Guinea-Bissau player failed the test there really really poor from Mane there you've got an opportunity with a couple minutes to go to just float a ball into the Ivory Coast 
back line. He's gone for the whip. He's gone out for a goal kick. It's an opportunity wasted. And when your opportunities are few and far between, it's those opportunities when you get to put a ball in your opposition's box. They need to be spot on. And that's something that they can discuss at half time. It's these set pieces, these little opportunities where their quality has to improve. They would have taken 1-0 half time after four minutes, though, wouldn't they, when, when that goal went in? Because it looked as Ivory Coast could run away with it. As it stands, though, they, uh, they're only 1-0 up, but they do have a corner. And this will be the last opportunity, surely, of the half for Ivory Coast. Good play by Conan, who tried to swing in across. And it was good defending by Encada to put the ball out of play. So Bogger will go over to take this corner. He will swing it in. And again, the big players are forward. And Dika, Diamande, Singo will be aimed towards them. Fafana's in there as well. He's just on the edge of the penalty area, just outside the D. And it's tried to be played, I think, to Fafana. That was a training ground move gone wrong, I think, because he sliced the delivery. It was almost like uh, any Premier League fans remember Paul Scholes scoring a, a volley after Beckham delivered the ball to him on the edge of the box. I think they tried that and completely failed. As the whistle goes to half-time, Ivory Coast, 1-0 up in the opening game of uh, their home Africa Cup of Nations. What a start they made. Four minutes in, Seiko Fofana, their very impressive midfielder, with a lovely pass into the net from just outside the area. Beautiful goal by Seiko Fofana. He hit the bar as well. That really is it for the clear-cut chances in this game. A couple of times Guinea-Bissau have threatened. Mama Balde tried an ambitious overhead kick, which didn't come off. But, uh, yeah, it's strange, I think, They'll be fairly satisfied, Guinea-Bissau, to only be going in 1-0 down after conceding so early in the game. You're really worried for them with their start. They were really nervous on the ball. They invited pressure that they didn't need to and found themselves 1-0 down very, very early on and they could have run away from them, but they stuck to task. They've kept it to 1-0. Well, first off here on Love 99.5, our coverage of AFCON 2023 with our partners from the BBC. Um, it's that goal from Seko Fofana. The big man struck the ball in the third minute. And then it's Ivory Coast 1, the Guinea-Bissau 0. Exciting stuff at the Stadium Olympic Alashani Watara. The Ivorians are by a goal to 0. Um, the Guinea-Bissau team have been struggling to chase the game. But then it's total dominance from the Ivorians, Sheko Fofana, Ibrahima Sangare, and Frank Yannick Kessi in the middle of the park have been solid, controlling possession, playing some good stuff. Of course, at the back, Evan Indica, Osman Diamonde, and Conan have been calm at the back on and making th things come for the Ivorians. It's first half here on Love 95.5 with our um, partners from the BBC. Ivory Coast 1, um, Guinea-Bissau 0. I want to bring in my man, um, Felix Edudakwa. Um, um, I, I want to hear from you. Felix, what do you make of the first half? Yeah, Fee, it's, it's been an interesting first half. I mean, for openers like this, we would expect the um, country that's um, hosting to be dominating. And Ivory Coast have shown that the stadium was packed and, of course, people were there. Six hours into the opening game, the stadium was almost full. People had uh, form queues and all that. But to the game itself, I think that Ivory Coast had a plan. They wanted to uh, start the game very slowly, coming as the game progresses. And then the plan was simple. Soak the pressure after they had the first goal. Allow the uh, Guinea-Bissau people to just come in and then get to them on the break. Jeremy Borga has been very, very exciting. But on both flanks, he's been doing well. <coughs> and uh, of course, we cannot end by not mentioning that guy who had a goal, Sesko Fofana. He plays club football for Al Nazaro. He just moved from Europe. And, you know, for most players who move from Europe, you think that their, their careers are dwindling. But now, look at this guy. At one of the biggest stages in African football, he's doing it. He almost had... A second yeah, one. A second one when, yes, when he hits yes, the crossbar. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. So they have been playing well. I would have had um, Ivory Coast lead by two or three I mean, just in the first half because they created most of the chances. The Guinea-Bissau, they just had to put things together in the first half. They, 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 they wanted to learn how the Ivorians play and they've done that. 
So we look up to a very, very good second half in, in, in the next 15 minutes. Fifi. Exactly. So we are looking up to a very good. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 